This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mark, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I guess you broke the story. That's what Mons tells me, so congratulations. All right. All right. <laughs> um, did David have a lot of places to go? Yeah, he had a lot of teams interested. You know, most of them were, were looking in that two-year range. He was initially looking for three. He ended up settling on two with an option, uh, which is what Andrew Miller got. And it seems like after last year when the Rockies gave out those three-year deals to Jake McGee and Brian Shaw that didn't work out so well, it seemed like a lot of teams were hesitant to go to that third year for any of these guys. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens now with Ottavino and Britton, who are the two best guys, not Kimbrell, left on the market. Mark, it seemed very out of character for him what went on with this playoff share thing. It did not seem like the David Robinson that I've known. I don't haven't been around him that much the last couple of years, but he had a great reputation for being a good guy, a charitable guy, a good guy. Did that hurt him with the Yankees at all? Is that a factor at all with the Yankees? Did that bother the Yankees? What went on with this uh, stuff with the shares? You know, I never got the sense that it was a you know, prohibitive factor in him not bringing him back. Uh, it may have played some sort of a role. I haven't heard anybody say that out loud. Did he take the hit for that? Was that fair, or was that really him? I mean, he certainly took the hit for it. I don't know. Look, he can't make these decisions unilaterally. Uh, I wasn't inside the room. I asked him about it. He kind of said, you know, it, let, it, let it go in the past. I don't really need to talk about that. He just didn't want to address it. Um, I think he's he was taking the hit for it. Uh, but, you know, you think about those meetings, he can't make a unilateral decision. No, he's, so, he's just the guy know, who's the rep, but the point is he's else, the one who took the hip for it. He right, really if did, everybody right. else in the room disagreed with him, they could have outvoted him. So, right. uh, you know, I, I think it was a little unfair that he was the guy I who sort of that. took the heat for that one. I but, agree with that. you know, so be it. I think, uh, you know, to me, the most surprising thing in him signing with Philly for what he signed for is that the Red Sox didn't match it or better it because, you know, that's a team that really needs some bullpen help. And, uh, you know, he lives in Rhode Island. He had made it clear that he was open to the idea of going to Boston. Uh, and then the fact that the Red Sox are really, they're either going real cheap on the bullpen or they're laying in the weeds and waiting for Kimbrell's price to come down so they can bring him back. Did, uh, did the Yankees make any offer to him? They spoke to him. I don't believe there was an official offer. Um, but they certainly, you know, he spoke to Cash a couple times. Remember, he was uh, representing himself also. Uh, oh, didn't he didn't have an agent. Yeah, he was well, that new for him? during the year. A player rep representing himself, huh? That's yep. wild. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, so uh, what, what, do you know anything about that? What was the reason for that? He, he basically just said that having gone through free agency once and, you know, being at this stage of his career where he's a you know, 10, 11-year veteran, uh, that he just felt he knew what he was worth. He knew what, where he wanted to go, you know, generally speaking, and, and what he thought he should get and just decided to give it a try. He said he's always been interested in that side of the business and, uh, you know, just 
was interested in, in giving it a shot. And, you know, some people criticized him and said he's going to cost himself a lot of money because he doesn't know what he's doing. But if you look, Andrew Miller got the same deal for That's 25 and Robertson got 23s and doesn't have to pay an agent. So and that's agents saying that. Listen, I represent myself for a long time. It never cost me a dime. So well, I, I heard, mean, some, listen, I heard yeah. some people on the team side questioning his. And, and even somebody from the union came out and said, this of is course. not the advice I would give most players. Of course. So, of course. You know, it's, it's interesting to see that he did it. But apparently he got, you know, he got basically what the market is for a guy of his, of his uh, stature right now. Bingo. He didn't get underpaid. That's, that's for sure. All right. So he leaves. He goes. And the Phillies are. Lo- and here's, I guess, the theme. We're talking about Mark Fine saying, Phillies are dying to spend money. They just, they're dying to throw money at people. The question is, can they hit enough targets with their money? Well, can they hit the, one of the two big targets? Yes, Those are well, I know the they, they, that, they definitely want them. You know, they definitely want Machado. They definitely want Harper. They want one of those two guys. It seems like Machado is their number one target. Um, but now there's a report that Bryce Harper is going to go meet with them as well in person. So, uh, you know, I think clearly there's a feeling in Philadelphia that if they don't land one of those two guys, that this offseason has been a failure. But you know what? They're collecting some other pretty nice pieces to put together a, a team that's going to be able to contend whether they get those guys or not. Now, if you can add Machado to your team, then obviously that puts you you know, in better position to win that NL East. But uh, I do like what the Phillies are doing, and you know, there's a lot more players out there right now. If they don't get Machado or Harper, they can pivot to A.J. Pollock and another player for half the money they would have had to give one of those two big guys. What do you think Pollock's you – know, he's been mentioned with the Mets a lot, Mets alliance in the weeds with him. I thought the Mets might make a move on him. What do you think his market value is? What have you heard about him? Well, he's looking for that Lorenzo Cain contract, which is the five-year, $80 million deal that Cain got from hurt, Milwaukee. Though. That's the problem. That you're right, and that's hurt. really where he's going to struggle in getting. He may be able to get that AAV of the $14 million, but for him to think he's going to be oh, I'm sorry, was that $16 million? For him to think he's going to be able to get five years, no that's way. a tough sell for a guy who's missed not over 300 games in the last four years. No, I'm not giving it to him. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm willing to give him a two-year deal and, 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 and even give him $30 million for two years, but I'm not giving him a five-year deal. No chance. No, no I chance. think he's going to have to settle on three with an option. Maybe he get somebody to get a fourth year if, uh, you know, if there's a couple of teams in the bidding. I think the teams that are looking at Harper in particular uh, might be looking at Pollock as a fallback plan. Like I said, with the Phillies, if they don't get Machado or Harper, I could see Pollock being a guy they target next. All right, listen, the, 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 the way I've always heard this was the Phillies were going to be a major player for one of the two, and they were going to go big on whichever one was standing that they didn't get. Uh, clearly, the both players have wanted the Yankees to get involved. The Yankees, to our knowledge, have not gotten involved on Harper at all. Boris is trying to get the Yankees involved. A, have you seen any motion at all that the Yankees are getting in any way involved with Harper? No. I, okay. I, you know, Cashman has said from the get-go, I have enough outfielders. It's not an area where I'm look, that I'm looking to address, and a lot of people don't ever believe him, and with good reason. We've heard him say things before. Right. You know, Bubba Crosby is my center fielder, and then they give Johnny Damon fifty-two million dollars. But I just don't see it. I think problem for Stanton, Harper is his position's right field, and the Yankees have a better player. That's and even if you wanted to move one of those guys to left, you've got Stanton as a DH slash right. left fielder. You've got yeah. Hicks, and you got you know, Sanchez clogging up the DH. Back. Also, you got yeah, Clint, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think Harper to me, I believe Cashman when he says that that guy's not on that. his radar right now. All right, Machado's so what teams are left? Let's start with Harper. The teams that are the logical, Dodgers, Phillies, White Sox, anybody else? The Nationals. I, I don't think you can count oh, okay. them out. Okay. I, I, think, I think Washington is sort of waiting. They made their initial offer. They made the whole public, we're not in this anymore. But, you know, they, they've still kept in touch. They've still... What do you think he wants? Did you, hear, did you ever read on him at all? Well, what does he want? 
want, you know, five. I mean, I, we don't want the Yankees, but I mean, other than the Yankees, does he want the Dodgers? Uh, you know, I think the Dodgers would be a, a good fit for him. I think he'd be happy out in L.A. I think it wouldn't surprise me if his heart says he wants to go back to Washington, but obviously that's going to have to be for more money than they offered him initially. Um, you know, which remains to be seen whether they really uh, up that offer. I, you know, I think he likes it there. He's comfortable there. If he stays in Washington, he doesn't have the you're coming here to save our franchise thing going on. And if he goes anywhere else, it's, oh, Bryce Harper's here now. You better win the World Series. So uh, I, I think, you know, if, if all of you, everything's even, I think he wants to stay in Washington, but I don't know if everything's going to be even. Talk about Mark Feinstein about some baseball stuff. Um, on Machado, who's good, let's, let's go on the premise that the Yankees won't be the highest offer, but they're the Yankees. And Machado's got more than one suitor, including the Phillies and I'm sure two or three others. Maybe the White Sox has been mentioned there, too. Uh, I don't know if you might throw somebody else in. Um, does the, do the Yankees move or does Machado move? I think, if anything, Machado moves. If, if the Yankees have a shorter-term offer, let's say they're offering him six years or seven years, but the average value is higher, that's where you could make it up. So, you know, let's say they're offering him a seven-year deal that pays him 35 a year and somebody else is offering him a 10-year deal that pays him 31 a year. Well, then Machado has to decide, uh, you know, 30 or 40 guaranteed million dollars versus being in a place where he wants uh, for a shorter term. I don't know. I don't know Manny Machado well enough to say whether What's or not— What's Machado's fallback position if it's not the Yankees? Where is it, where is it Phillies? Uh, probably, because that's the team that, that wants them the most. I think, you know, the White Sox are in the bidding on both of these guys, but the White Sox have never signed a free agent for more than $68 million. So right. it's hard for me to believe that they're going to be the one to go out and throw well, out they talk the big offer. this year. They did talk big this year. Now, whether they'd back it up, I don't know. I mean, well, I, tr- I, I believe the Philly guy. I think the Philly guy's telling the truth. I think he is going to make big bids. I don't know about the White Sox. I agree with you there. I don't know if they will. Um, Here's the so, thing, you can, uh, you can talk big and, and make a big offer knowing it's not going to be the biggest offer. That's very right? true. Very so true. You they can do that all. They can make an audit there. Yeah. million dollars knowing yeah. that 300 wasn't going to get it done. Let me ask you this. Where do you, where do you think, uh, you know, gun to your head, where do you think these two guys wind up? My gut says Harper goes back to Washington and Machado ends up with the Yankees. All right. And what about underneath, un, underneath, underneath that, uh, who's left to talk about? Well, Britain, the Yankees making a move on Britain? I would think they would, right? I think Britain and or Ottavino are two guys that uh, uh, two guys that end up you know, getting a lot of interest from the Yankees. Maybe they sign them both. Remember, the Yankees had Britain and Robertson last year. So even if they bring Britain back, they're going to want to try to replace Robertson in that pen as well. It uh, wouldn't surprise me if they end up getting one or both of those guys. I think they're both very high on their radar. And Adovino, uh, he doesn't get to wear three, though, if he comes, right? He does not. He does, you know, <laughs> that doesn't happen. I don't think so. Something yeah. tells me that won't, that won't happen. Yeah, um, no more than Tulowitzki will wear two. Absolutely. And Tulowitzki, you know, is this more than just a, hey, we'll throw him a minor league contract or a minimum contract and see if he can stand up, or do they actually think he's got something left? Well, he apparently looked really good at the showcase he had a few weeks back. Uh, some Yankee scouts were there. So it's a no-brainer. It really but is. No, I mean, yeah. Like you said, there's no risk. I mean, they pay yeah, the no minimum. Yeah. You know, that's couch cushion money for them. So I know. I mean, uh, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I'd like to even see him in a uniform. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. We always thought about him being a Yankee through the years, you know? And plus, if they don't get Machado, well, there's your shortstop till DB comes back, assuming that he can stay healthy. And, you know, I think for the, for the money that they had to commit to him, which was, you know, $555,000, who cares? It's, it's a great risk low-risk, high-reward kind of thing. And if it turns out that he can't stay healthy and it doesn't pan out, they haven't really lost anything. So uh, I like the move a lot. And, and if they do get Machado, 
then they can figure out, do they move Andujar to first? Do they trade Andujar? Do they put Tulewiski on the bench? Who knows? They could do a whole lot of different things. There's a lot of flexibility on the left side of that infield, whether you get Machado or not. Yeah, the one thing I came away with the first time I talked to Cash after the season was that he was not inclined to move Torres to short. I got that, I got that very clear. He, uh, that was not something they were looking to do. Yeah, I think they like Torres at second. They think he's a better fit there long term. And for a guy that young, I don't think they want to move him back and forth and yo-yo him around if they don't have to. So, you know, if they're in a spot where Tulewiski doesn't pan out, Machado doesn't sign with the Yankees, they're short, you know, in that, in that area, and they think they have a better option at second, maybe they do it for a few months. But I think their preference is to leave Torres at second, let him just continue to grow and develop there and, uh, you know, blossom into what they hope to be a long all-star kind of career as a second baseman. All right, who's left out there that's on the – who's big that we have to put to a team? Who's left well, out there? Kimbrell and Keiko. Kimbrell, where he goes back to Boston, right, doesn't he? I, I think so. You know, Atlanta's the only other team that seems to really be in on him, and I don't think that, that the Braves are going to pay what it's going to take to get him. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I, I think Boston – the fact that they've let Andrew Miller and Robertson go and they don't seem to be all that engaged on the other guys, I think they're just waiting, uh, you know, for Kimbrell's price and, and, and years to come down a little bit, and then they'll bring him back. Keiko to me, is the other – interesting guy because we have no idea where he's going to go the Phillies have been attached to him right the Reds were attached to him but they brought in a couple starters already uh Houston seems to have no interest in bringing him back which I think tells you something because they know him him better than anybody else yeah uh so uh, Keuchel to me is 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 sort of a man on an island right now and I'm not sure where he winds up yeah, he's a guy that's either going to make you look really good or really bad, one or the other, you know, because you have to pay him something. And you know, the he, Phillies yeah. could be doing what they did last year with Arietta, where they're just waiting him out, waiting until the market dries up, and he finally says, all right, you know what, I'll take a three-year deal, uh, you know, for whatever it may be with an option. Uh, they, they waited out Arietta, another Scott Boris client, and, and they got him at three years and, what, $75 million. So, uh, obviously, it's not going to be $25 million a year for – uh, for Keiko, but you know whatever it is, I think the Phillies are interested and waiting them out and waiting for that market to come down. They're not going to bid against themselves. And we're still waiting for the Indians to make moves. I mean, we we thought they would jettison one of these pitchers. We're still waiting for the Yankees to make moves. We're still waiting for the Mets maybe to make another move. I mean, uh, they, I thought they might be in on Pollock. I could see the Yankees still have some work they have to do. They still got some trades to make. Uh, and obviously, Indians we thought would be guys who were going to move more guys than they've moved. Yeah, and of course, there's the JT Real Muto situation. Where yeah, and Real Muto hasn't even found a home yet either. That's right, yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys out there, not only on the free agent market, but the trade market still could be very active. Uh, you know, it's, it's, and there's other names on the free agent market that we haven't even talked about, uh, Mike Moustakis and uh, guys like that who are you know good players, not going to be break-the-bank players, right. but guys who could help teams. And, uh, you know, the Indians have to add an outfielder. Um, you know, there are some other teams with some needs out there. So uh, I know we're, we're into January. We're less than six weeks of spring training. But just like last year, a lot of players left and a lot of moves still to be made. You know, is that, you, know you wonder if this is by design. You know, you wonder each year now it seems to get later and later uh, when, the, you know, these moves don't get made and the, and the players seem to be putting in disadvantage, into a bit of a disadvantage after – I think by the time you get you know into the NBA NFL playoffs, those players get a little a little antsy. They get a little itchy. You know, they got they start getting a little shaky about where they're headed. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think once you get to you know February first, and there yeah. are still a lot of guys unsigned, you'll certainly 
uh, see some guys getting antsy. Remember, the, the union opened up that training camp last year in spring training for all the unsigned players to work out. Yep. Uh, you know, will there be enough guys unsigned as of February 10th to make them do that again? That, that remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, the, the starting pitching market moved fairly quickly for a lot of the big guys this year, which didn't happen last year. Remember, J.D. Martinez signed very late last year. Arietta, uh, Lance Lynn, a lot of these guys signed very late last year. This year you saw a lot of those, those kind of guys sign a little earlier. Obviously, the two big fish are still out there, and until they move, I think once, once Harper and Machado move, it'll start to uh, you know, let other teams, the teams that were at least in the mix for them, uh, you know, pivot elsewhere. You have a team for Pollock. Uh, it, do you consider the Mets still a player in that in that regard? I don't think so. Um, I don't get the sense that that they're that they're going to spend the money to get him. Uh, I think if if what I said before, if Harper ends up going to Washington, back to Washington, I think Philly may make the, maybe the team for okay. Pollock. Uh, okay. But I think Philly is right there in the Harper sweepstakes as well. I, I think you know Washington's my gut, but maybe fifty one forty nine over Philly. Any chance for a monster trade, you think? I mean it could could the Giants unload Bumgarner? Is there a chance something like that could happen or you don't think so? I don't think he gets traded until the summer. I think he will get traded in the summer. Uh but the people I've spoken to out there kind of think it would be a, a bad signal for a new regime to trade the most popular player on the team right away. Um, I think they're going to go into the season, sort of assess what their team looks like, and if it looks as bad as people are projecting it will, uh, he'll get traded this summer. And Real Muto, what do you think about him since he's been talked about so much? Man, he's been talked about as much as any player that I can remember. Hey, listen, I remember history. talking to Jeff Wilpon about him last March when they were talking to the Marlins about him. That was over a year ago. Yeah, you know, they traded the three outfielders last year with Stanton and, and Yelich and Azuna, and, and it seemed like Real Muto was next, and then they said, well, maybe they're going to extend him. Uh, but he just keeps getting talked about. But, you know, the catching market got really saturated really fast. And uh, if there's a team out there right now that I think makes sense – for the Marlins to make a deal with, it's, it's the Dodgers. Um, you know, they, they let Grandal go in free agency. Uh, you know, he could end up back in L.A. because his market seems pretty depressed. The fact I don't that like him down, anyway. I'm the fact not that a he turned down $60 million reportedly from the Mets is pretty astounding. Anyway, he, he, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked anybody offered him that money, to be yeah. honest with you. I've never been uh, you a know, fan of his. I'm not a fan of his. I so the like Dodgers him. would seem to be a really obvious, uh, you know, landing spot for Real Muto. But Andrew Freeman's going to have to give up some prospects he may not want to give up. So uh, interesting to see what happens with that. But, you know, the Marlins have never seemed like they're in a rush to trade this guy. But at some point, they're going to have to. All right. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Mark Feinstein on the baseball. We're coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Schrager on the NFL coming up. We'll do that at 4. Your calls when we come back.